Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and Boy Wonder, Ed Ray, team up to share powerful freelancing insights on topics including, if you're writing copy for a nonprofit offer, watch this to learn how to write a compelling, gut-wrenching story to exceed your fundraising target. What to do next when you've already got one foot in the door with an industry expert without coming off as needy and annoying. Enjoy. Amon has a question about launching a GoFundMe. Nice. What's up, Amon? Or Eamon? Is it Eamon or Yeah, it's, it's Eamon. Thank cool. you. Eamon. How are you doing, Stefan? Good, man. Good, good. Yeah, so my question is... Basically, um, so I'm launching a GoFundMe and we're doing this for my brother. So I'm sure you're, uh, you're probably not familiar, but he has a pretty rare disease called Gaucher type three. And this year has been really difficult for people that are um, special needs. And so he's, he's nonverbal autistic and, you know, pe- being locked inside has been really difficult. So we want to do something special for him for Christmas and for next year. So, because this could be his last Christmas, he has a pretty rare disease that essentially, um, well, I'll give you, I'll just give you the, it's hard to summarize. So, I'll just give you the full story. Um, So, it's Gaucher type three, it's a neurological degenerative disease where every human has fatty tissue in their body called lipids, and he lacks an enzyme that breaks down those lipids called he likes an enzyme called glucose cerebrosidase so they accumulate in his major organs and eventually they break down those organs so he's over the past few years he's developed like epilepsy and autism he's lost his ability for like walking talking eating you know things that i previously would take for granted and so that's that's also the reason that i ended up starting uh, my agency in the past two years and it's why I, I work very hard, but I'm not able to do the really magical things that I want to do for my family just yet. So for that reason, we're going to be launching a GoFundMe. And my question is, when you're writing and you're doing a nonprofit or, or a GoFundMe, would you recommend that the emotion you lead with is negative, where you're talking about how things have been devastating? You know, you think about those um the donations where they ask you to feed the starving kids in Africa and it shows these really ter- like terrible pictures or do you believe that it, it would be just as powerful or more powerful to go positive and tell a story of, of triumph and victory of conquering? So that's my question. Dude. Um, I'm sorry you know, to hear that your, your brother's going through that and, and I know how, I don't, I mean, I don't know from that perspective, but having, you know, had 
family challenges of health and stuff like that. You know, it's, it sucks, but um, yeah, that's tough, dude. I mean, I want to, I want to believe that both can work. I really do. Um, but I think if you look at it empirically, generally like the more emotional heart, like, you know, gut wrenching type of stuff is going to do better. I think the biggest thing too, is honestly to put it into it's like, it's like, it's like your brother's story, but it's also getting people to imagine that it's their brother or their child or their son. You know what I mean? And so it's sort of like, you know, imagine like, um, imagine like looking at, you know, your son or like, you know, some other young person in your life and thinking that this could be their last Christmas. You know what I mean? Like something like that is like a first line and like, you know, kind of talking about the story of your brother. And then, and I think you can, you can marry both for sure. I mean, I think you can have, the inspirational side of it too. But I think talking about sort of like, you know, that's the story of, you know, uh, your brother's name and like sort of a little bit of the background. And then like, you know, think about it, think about if you were in his situation, think about like, the, you know, again, like, like make people think about it and, um, and like, and, and, and put themselves and like, imagine that they're in your brother's shoes. And like, um, you know, I mean, everyone's afraid, not everyone, most people are afraid of, of dying and afraid of death and afraid of losing their health and things like that. And like, they don't think about it most of the time because they're afraid of it. But when you force somebody to confront that or to put themselves in the shoes of somebody who's facing it, um, it freaks them the fuck out, but that's good. Right. It, it also motivates them to want to like actually, you know, take action. Um, so I think if you do that stuff and then, and then sort of like, and then from there, like in the arc, go to like the hope, like the triumph. I mean, like the inspiration and who he is, what he's doing and the opportunity to like, you know, give him this, this, this moment, the special thing. Like, I think, um, that's the way I would approach that. Also, obviously like, uh, like send me the link once it's up. Cause I'll, you know, happy to like contribute to that. But, um, yeah. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is to write the story in almost first person from the reader's point of view and just put them in the shoes instead of Cause they may not care about my story, but they would care if it was their story. Yeah. So like, imagine if this was your story and sort of tell them, then you tell them the story of, of you or your brother, either. I mean, I think your brother, right. But then I mean, you as, as someone looking on this person you love and be like, and then ask them, can they relate? Can they think of that? Can they understand how painful that would be? You know what I mean? Like, again, make them, right. Like, so you can tell, still tell his story, but then you're, you're basically taking them and telling them to put themselves in, in your shoes or your brother's shoes and really, you know, see themselves in there. Um, and I think that's really like, uh, you know, that, that's going to be the most effective thing, I think. Because if you tell his story, people are like, oh, man, that sucks, but I just don't have the money, right? But, like, if you tell this story that they see themselves in, and it's like they're almost, like, donating to save themselves, you know what I mean? Like, as weird as it sounds, like, psychologically. So it just makes a big difference, I think. Have you – um, are, are you and Justin Stefan talk copy, by the way? Pardon? Are you and Justin and Stefan talk copy, like, the Facebook group? I am. Okay. Are you on Justin Goff's email list? I am. Okay, cool. So he has, um, I think he's shown some uh, like emails or not emails, uh, like sales letters, like direct mail that he's written uh, for nonprofits for um, uh, raising donations for, I think it was a great, great Dane. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Fundraising letter for nonprofit for great Danes. Um, I think it, you could probably find a lot of inspiration from um, getting access to those letters. Um, if you can't find it in the Facebook group, I definitely recommend you post and ask people for help. Yeah. Okay. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah, good, good suggestion. And other people in the chat too. For sure. Cool, Eamon. Keep us, keep us posted, dude. Dude, thank you so much for your work. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. Next up, we have Max Uria about his massive mental block. What up, Max? What's up, Max? Stefan? What's up? How are you? Fine. Good. Good. Yeah. Doing great. Better, better now that you're here. No. No, just kidding. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that was the biggest stupid <laughs> joke, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you for answering Eamon's question. I was going to tell you, if you gave me the term before and then I was, I was please answer his question because it was super inspiring. So Absolutely. I hope it goes well for you, Eamon. So after that, uh, I'm just going to share a little bit um, of background behind the question, which is, should I focus more on re developing the relationship with a client or should I just, um, for example, try to bring, uh, give him value by providing copy, but, but given uh, charging for it, if he likes it, because as you may know, or remember a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, I used your, um, free copy reach out technique and I sent some Facebook ads to a very well-known celebrity and uh, celebrity now, very well-known Facebook ad expert here in Europe. So he really liked the copy and everything. He even gave me access uh, to one of his courses in exchange for my copy because of the reciprocity, you know, and also yeah. gave me some, some insider access to his mastermind for a couple of days. But since that, I was wondering, um, should I, focus on providing more free copy to him to develop the relationship, even though that may position me as a cheap copywriter or an inexpert copywriter, since I'm actually a beginner, I've just been doing this for six months and I haven't done some paid work for it. So, or should I write a, a huge bundle for him on whatever he needs it or a sales letter for his mastermind, which he doesn't have? and price it or charge for it if he likes it what would you do for example yeah that's a good question um it's tough I me mean, not knowing you know a lot about him um you did the technique he you know reciprocated which is good um you've got a bit of a relationship going now but he has like right but he hasn't you know asked you to and when you did the technique i mean did you you know, did you kind of say, and by the way, if you like this, like, you know, I'm a copywriter and I'd love to write more. Literally, Stefan, I literally copied your words and it worked fantastically. He told me, I really like you. And I would, um, I would like to know your, um, your fees for future projects. So I told him, I told him the fees and I had some, like, maybe it's some mental BS for me, but I told him like, I, I'll write a 20 pack Facebook ad for you for uh, 1,250 euros. Mm. And I don't know if, if that was mental blocks for me or, or limiting beliefs because I have never charged for it before. And that's why a few weeks ago, I also asked you, oh, do you think it's a lot of money if I charge 125 euros for a, for a, a Facebook ad or something? Right. So he actually liked the copy. He told me I'm, I'm impressed by your copy, which actually boosted my confidence a little bit because if it wasn't for that, I would have charged just like 500 euros. <laughs> so, so just uh, what, what would you do? Would you write copy and tell him hey hey do you like it if you like it um just pay me this 
And if you don't, that's perfectly fine. We'll keep working together and maybe tell me some projects you're working on to see if I can provide some value. I don't know. I think if it was me, I try to keep the relationship up and going, obviously. I would like consider, you know, putting like um every now and then like you do that, like, hey, like uh, you know, by the way, I was checking this out and saw like, you know, you're running this ad and thought it was cool. Like, here's a variant that I thought you could test. Like you could throw that stuff every now and then, but once you've done it once, I don't like the keep, you know, continue to do it for free to build a relationship to me. I mean, it's probably not a great idea. I, again, I don't know enough about this person. Like, you know, like if you like, say you, there's a completely like, obviously like weird hypothetical example. You did like Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos is like, Hey, I like that. You know, Hey, you check out like, you know, some whatever. And you're like, Oh, cool. And then like, you know, then they, and you really want to get in that guy's inner circle. Right. Like then I'm like, maybe you keep doing that a bit. And I think that can have, but there is the, the danger is to your point and you're smart enough to recognize it is that you don't want them to, you don't want them to start associating you with like free copy where it's like, this is great. This guy just keeps giving me like free stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, um, awesome. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, the relationship is valuable. You have an in right there. I'm kind of a little torn. Ray, like, I want to know what you think. I feel like I'm going to nail this, this answer. Well, <clears throat> it kind of depends on who they are and, like, how big they are. If you're just dealing with some Joe Schmo, like, then whatever. Like You featured just... on, like, Forbes Marketing 30 Under 30, so kind of like Sam Ovens, sort of say. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you some context frankly, that doesn't usually mean much. It just means that they paid for it. Um, Straight up. I mean, obviously there's, there's exceptions, but a lot of the time that kind of publication is paid for. Um, I know seven's wincing, but well, the 30 under 30, I don't think you pay for that, but you have PR people help you. I mean, you pay for it indirectly, but guess what? You know, same reason I got featured in Forbes and uh, Inc and business insider and all that, but it's like, I didn't pay for the placements or anything like that, but it's, but you, you have a PR people who help, but then you have to actually have stuff. So I don't, I don't, there are, you can get like, you can straight up pay for Forbes features for sure. But that's yeah. from the 30 under 30. If he's featured in the Forbes 30 under 30, he probably didn't pay for that. That's, like legit. that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but it depends what you want out of this relationship with this person. Like if this is somebody who you want like a long-term relationship with, not just as a client, but as a mentor, and somebody that you want to work with for the long term and you really respect them and you want to really be like them and they're in a place that you want to be or you want to learn from, then maybe putting in, you know, working for free for quite a while would work really well. So let me, let me give you an example. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, Ron Lynch. He, uh, he came on the show a month or two ago. And he was just kick-ass, most insane guy. He's so smart. He's so interesting. Got so much experience. If I was starting out from scratch, I would work for him for free for like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six months. Because I, I worked for six months for free before I got my old job. Um, With Dan. Sure. But uh, I would definitely do that. Um if you're looking for like a long-term mentorship, like be okay with working for free for a bit. Obviously don't let people take advantage of you. There's a lot of really shitty people out there who will, you know, take advantage of free services. So be very, very smart about who you give that to. 
Um, but on the other hand, I don't want that to be an excuse for you not charging. I get you. So kind of like don't lose confidence in myself, but totally the dude told you your copy is good. I mean, if, if they say that that's probably means that they like you enough that they would pay you. Um, so what's, what's your big, like, what would you say? Like your, your actual big block here is like mentally. I'm just um, thinking like, because you know, neediness is needy is creepy, you know? Sure. So I, I'm not like in a need for money, right? Like I'm your age. I live with my, with my family, with my mom here and she, we're fine with the money. So I don't have to go to sites like Upwork or something like that and find low paying, for example, jobs or, or even high, pay, high paying jobs, but, but I can develop relationships with people that are better connected with me and can represent like a, a big, um, big added value in the future, like with the connections he may have and the connections that I may, I may create in, with his mastermind or other um integrants of his groups right so uh that's the only thing i was kind of wondering because i was thinking if i charge for it because you know in the end we all have this like this uh erotic dream of oh i'm finally gonna get paid for my first project so but am i undercharging for it will he think i'm an idiot or a cheap bastard and will he just ignore me because th he will just think oh this guy is so needy i don't want to work with him you know Okay, so, so uh, what what part of this interaction do you see as being needy? Um, maybe that's just a block, mental block for me. But since I reached out to him, providing some free like samples for him, and mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't asked uh, me to work on any project yet, that may that doesn't mean he's not going to do it in the future. But if I, I, I was just thinking, okay, so if I write some copy for him and just ask for some money in exchange for it, I think that may be fine, but I just wanted like, uh, to be sure that's not going to look like, or, uh, damage the relationship, right. Kind of like for money. Hey, I did this, but if you like it, give it some, give me some money, <laughs> you know? So yeah so it sounds like to me um so has the dude tried the free copy that you made he, he's gonna try it now because he was running some a black friday campaign and he just yeah. finished mm -hmm. so i was just waiting for the results and i know that if he has the results and they are good it's way easier for him to ask me to do a yeah. project right yeah okay so this, this becomes very simple to me it's just you wait for the results to come back and then when he goes, Hey, you know, the results were a, B and C, then you charge him for, uh, you know, the next batch of stuff. Okay, cool. And if the results are shit, I just write some copy for him and send it for him to test. And if he likes it, just, well, if the results, are, if the results are shit, do you think he's going to want <laughs> you to write for him again? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so then you just move on. You learn from it and move on. So Abundance. either way you win. Yeah, just have that abundance mindset and not be not be scarce. Yeah, that's so cool. This is like having a private mentorship with you guys. You're amazing. Thank you. You got it, man. Yeah, you're happy to help, man. Edray, good job. Good job there, man. Thank you. That was good. I was like, I was kind of struggling, but I like that. I like that to show too. It's like if I don't have the right answer, rather than just sort of pretend, I'm like, ah, fuck. Maybe Ed knows.
And you did know. It'd be great. You'd be surprised. Like, no, when people ask these questions, like they they don't ask for my opinion for the most most of the time. So I just like go oh, okay. This is my um, show. But like, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is your show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I, I always got some, I usually got something to share. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.